0: Welcome to the Data Stack Show prequel. We just got done doing one of our favorite things, which is a Data Stack Show live stream. And the topic was ML. And we talked with two brilliant minds, Tristan from Continual AI and Willem from Tecton. And one of the most interesting parts of the chat to meet Costas was the discussion around what components or even use cases um, uh, for ML are essentially commoditized or known quantities that you know are are extremely common and have a huge number of patterns around them. So things like churn, you know, any you know things like churn, recommendations, etc., and the discussion around okay, like these are fairly known quantities where you're changing the inputs, you know, and maybe varying the model a little bit depending on the business use case. And then I also loved the discussion around that where they was like, that's sort of an optimization play versus net new. And they used, I I believe Tristan used um, GitHub's AI code assistant as an example, right, where it was a huge, bet, AI-driven feature and had a huge payoff and was net new, right? It wasn't optimization. It was actually adding value. So that was such a fascinating discussion to me in terms of almost a bifurcation of ML into those two categories. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. I think, I mean, what I found like super interesting is that I think people, when we're talking about ML, they are still, the first thing that they recall is like, you know, like self-driving cars and I don't know, like Mm -hmm. AI generated art and like all that stuff. But at the end, this is like, just like, let's say the state of the state of the art right now. And it's probably like, just like the tip of the iceberg. I think the real value in the markets and the economy out there comes from AI that is applied like on very structured data and to problems like, yeah, like some prediction and optimization in logistics and, you know, like that boring boring stuff. (laughs) Uh, um, And what I I found like super interesting about that is like what they said about why these solutions. Yeah, they're getting like, let's say the infrastructure might get like commoditized, but at the end, each company wants to build, let's say their own solution or compete on the solution because it is like a, a competitive IP that they can Yeah, uh, that was fascinating. Right? Like, so yeah, you don't want to have the same 10 prediction with all your competitors because at the end, you don't get any heads up, out of it. Yeah, that's it. right. So totally. that's, uh, that, that was like a very interesting part of it. I think it resonates a lot with what like some investors at least say that like it's really difficult, like it, it's like, doesn't make sense to create, let's say products or modes over like try to do that, like over data and this kind of like solutions because at the end, they end up being services because they need a lot of automation yep. for each customer.
0: Yep. Which is
1: yeah, like I think, like both of my
0: experience so far from what I've seen, like it's true. So yep, totally agree. And you're definitely gonna want to catch this one if you are working in or around ML. We talked about the state of ML ops infrastructure and tons of the difficulties there. We talked about the gap between you know running ML models to drive insights and actually delivering you know, outputs of models in real time, which is a huge technical gap. And then we also talked about the importance of open source in the ML space. So tons of fascinating stuff from two really smart people. Subscribe if you haven't, tell a friend, share it with your uh, friendly data scientists or data science team, and we'll catch you in the next one.